Start that countdown. Five, four, you better strap yourself in. Three, two, buckle up, motherfucker. Five, wait, why'd you go back to five? It's time for the Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. Jack, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Jack, are we recording? Yes, we are. Jack, how long have we been recording? Uh, 15 seconds. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny to me. Jack, holy shit. These ears are really loud. I just put them down, Jack. Holy shit. Listen, we got a whole... Uh, like 500 keys of uh, of chrysanthemums, and they're about to explode, man. They're about to explode. Do you read me? Loud and clear. Hey, do you mind if I call you, uh, I'm either going to call you two things. I'm either going to call you Chewy, Chewy, or I'm going to call you Jabba. Which one do you want me to call you? Uh, Chewy. Yeah, good answer, good answer. Guess how many times I saw Solo? Uh, three. Close. Two. Uh, I think it was three and a half, or it could have been two and a half. I can't remember. I've lost count. I think I saw it twice in 4DX. No, wrong. I saw it two and a half times in 4DX, <laughs> and I saw it one time in, in half of a movie in Standard. So you were right, Chewy. Hey, can you do a fucking... Uh, can you do a um, a, uh, a Chewbacca impersonation? I can try. I have a cold, which might help. Let's hear it. <laughs> that was closer to, to Homer Simpson, like, getting excited about fucking jelly donuts, pal. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I like actually the kind of the, the talking behind you too. It sounds like you know, like yeah, the weird like alien language. Some guys with walkie-talkies walked by. Ah, oh, it's perfect. You see, we're already on the vibe. Fucking solo, man, dude. Let's do this threadless commercial just right off the bat. Do you know that we have uh, T-shirts for the 40x experience? 40 experience? Fuck it. It's whatever you want it to be. Um, and, um, I gotta find it. Okay, now we're gonna do, cause we have t-shirts now. You can get a, a 40X t-shirt, man, that it's got, like, it looks like, um, kinda looks like me, uh, it does look like me, and, um, it, uh, it, uh, with the body of, uh, Han Solo. Dan Solo? Don Solo. Um, Han Solo? Okay, here's the, uh, Here's our Threadless commercial that we'll be playing nonstop now, which is wonderful. We're going to have merchandise. It's very exciting. I'm going to do it like this. How should I do it, Jack? I don't... I'm, I'm too fucked up to do this right Could now. Could you do it in a Chewbacca voice? Just... And just subtitles the whole time? Yeah, we could do subtitles. Nah, or like they a have over, to hear it. an overdubbing like... Let's a, do it. I'm, I'm going to do it like this. 
Are you an artist trying to sell your work or a musician without a merch store? Artist Shops by Threadless makes selling your designs easy. Add your art to hundreds of clothing, accessory, and home decor items in minutes. It's fully customizable, so you can make your shop totally unique. I'm selling t-shirts and mugs and posters and stuff. It's cool. It's got 40X logo on it, and, and it says the 40X experience on it and I look cool. Sign up is 100% free. There are zero minimums, zero monthly fees, and you set your own prices. But the best part? Threadless handles shipping and customer service, giving you more time to do what you love, like making art or watching 4D movies. <laughs> With over 100,000 shop owners and 4 million users, join the party. Head to artistshops.com slash danfogler one word to sign up and you too will be part of the dark side of the force <laughs> hand me my inhaler um how was that jack that was that was a lot we'll edit it down yeah that was good it's the longest commercial in the world i did that all on one breath man that's impressive Thanks, pal. This is going to be tricky with uh, Schmedlap and Schmarmel out there schmanking it up. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go solo for a second here, man. You like that? Nice. Jack, I'm going to go solo. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut the umbilical. And now we're in space. Alone. I wanted to try this for a while, folks. Just me in here for a little while. And then maybe I'll call somebody. Just me. In my little pen. And you, the listeners out there. You know what I saw recently? I, I want to recommend something here. The fucking Fisher King. I saw it. I think it was at the Alamo Draft House. I don't remember. But gosh darn it, folks. I never saw it on the, on the big screen. And what a fucking pleasure. It might have been at the Nighthawk. They do good stuff, too. Metrograph. Holy shit. They're playing a... Fistful of dollars. Gotta see that. Oh my good lord. I don't know. I feel really weird right now just talking to myself, but fuck it. I'm gonna keep going. The Fisher King, you know, wow. I mean Terry Gilliam on the big screen. Um, if you have a chance to see it like that, you should always just watch his work like that. And and I thought I thought um Ron Williams was gonna make me sad, but it was actually really um excited. It was really exciting to to see him at at his best, I think, and uh, and so full of life, and uh, it really inspired me. Um, holy shit, berries! I saw Ferris Bueller's Day Off, man. I think it was at IFC. Oh my god, Jack! Jack, are they gone out there? Jack, are you gone? I'm not gone. There's a whole goddamn circus out there. They're not gone. It turns out there's a flood. A flood? Where? In here somewhere. Wait, wait, uh, on this floor? In the computer server room. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's being hammered out as we speak. Chewy, we're going to have to connect L3 to the navigational system. I didn't even ask you, Chewy. Have you seen the solo movie yet, Chewy? Uh, not yet. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. You're not, you You shouldn't right? even listen to this stuff. I'm about to spoil the fuck out of it. That's good. It'll be a good primer for me. Really? 
Yeah, I'm not overly familiar with uh, the backstory and everything, so it'll, it'll be good for to prep me for the film. Okay. All right, I'm connecting now. Beautiful. Wait, to what? To, oh, wait. No, don't connect yet. Okay. You maniac. Dude, Chewy. Chewy, I don't care if you're 197 years old, pal. Don't go fucking crazy on the board out there. She's a very delicate machine. You got Wookiee fingers. Okay, pal. Okay. Um, you know, I I speak I speak Wookie, um, which is why I'm able to to talk to you out there, pal. I'm uh, I'm Han Solo's cousin, Dan Solo. Han Solo, Don Solo. <laughs> whichever you want, man. It switches whichever caper I'm on. Okay. I also saw a fucking if you're if you love okay Ferris Bueller's Day Off on the big screen is is a spiritual experience, absolutely take a day off. Actually, take a day off from work and go and see that on the big screen if you can. I don't know if you can. It's probably playing for one fucking week at IMC, and it was like three weeks ago. So fuck off. Okay, now we have the Spielberg doc that I saw on the plane. Spielberg. If you love Spielberg, which I know a lot of people do, because he's a mountain of fun. Um, there's a documentary out there that's all about, basically all about uh, him and his work um, uh, in chronological order, basically, going uh, his rise to fame. And um, it's, it's incredibly informative, um, and I think it's really important for people who are into movies to watch it because, uh, you, you know, he's, uh, he, he connects all of the, he really connects all of the, uh, the different uh, amazing um, directors out there, from Kubrick to Coppola to to Scorsese, they were you know they were all Lucas. They were all hanging out, helping each other, and it's really cool to see that that um, uh, a little taste of what it was like making movies during that period. It was like the Wild West. Okay, film worker. This is another movie. There's a movie called S for Stanley, which is about Stan, uh, Stanley Kubrick's. I love Stanley Kubrick and his um, his his driver, his Stanley Kubrick's driver, who um, became his right hand man, became uh, his barometer for taste um, for props uh, in a lot of his movies, apparently. And the S for Stanley made it seem like there was a period where Stanley couldn't fucking work without him. So, <laughs> and now there's another movie called Film Worker where this other dude who was like his other right hand man was who was, I guess he was Barry Lyndon in Barry Lyndon the actor who was so moved by making that that experience and was just like i'm going to work side by side with stanley for the rest of my life and he basically becomes stanley's um you know uh, right his his right hand man so it's basically the same exact documentary told from a different story a di different side so which is crazy because i have um this guy named aldo esperanto in my life who was like one of the first guys who ever gave me advice uh jack you out there yes jack you, chewy you ever met you ever met aldo esperanto no no you were never here when he was here uh i don't think so well he's about to be here um and he has a documentary that he's pushing um and uh holy shit there he is watch out he's right behind you watch out <gasps> 
Hello, I'm here. I'm here. Hey, Aldo, come here. Sit, sit over here. How are you, honey? It's so good to see you. I was walking the streets of 42nd Street, and all of a sudden, I was bombarded by a stink. I don't even know what it was. I, I thought it was me, honey. Okay. <laughs> it's not you, not yet. But here's the thing. Um, you said that you had a documentary that you're pushing. Yes, honey. It's, it's, it's something because there's so many documentaries out there about people who have worked side by side with Stanley. Well, let me tell you something. You actually did. I actually did. All these other motherfuckers are making it up. I actually was there holding his hand, buying the drugs. Where do you think he got all those amazing drugs from? I, I don't I don't know. I didn't I didn't know that. I, didn't, I mean, I, I, I sort of knew about that. I mean, I guess he was running around, you know, trying to stay up late with Jack Nicholson and shit, but, like, I don't, I don't... You don't know the half of it, honey. I was there when Jack Nicholson threw a shit fit the size of a hurricane, and he went nuts. What's up? Uh-oh, there's someone outside there looking at me. Oh, boy, there's, I think there's a flood, Dan. Honey, I've known you for years. I was alive before the flood. Did you see the flood uh, coming in here? Was it, like, really bad? It, was, it, it seemed like there was a lot of men in a back room somewhere in the dark, just pounding away. You love that, don't you, Alan? Yes, you know me. Anyway, um, right, I'm pushing a documentary. It's my own version of what it was like hanging out, actually hanging out with Stanley Kubrick. What's it called? You know, S for Stanley? Yeah, and I saw it about the, the driver's driver, Kubrick's driver. This is called Y for Stanley. What? Why is it called Y for Stanley? I'll tell you why. Because he was a genius, honey. I mean, that's the obvious answer. The other obvious answer was because, boy, could that kids sing and dance we were developing a musical it was a one-man show and it was uh oh oh god aldo i'm so sorry aldo i thought you were gonna, i thought you were gonna get that taken care of i'm just gonna walk out backwards and um just plug the movie as much as you can thank you thank you for having me no problem oh god it's horrible. That's a horrible. Goodbye. Goodbye, honey. Goodbye. Wow. Oh, God. Hey, Jack, are the vents on? Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry about that, man. Who yeah, was that guy? He's, he's, he smells weird, doesn't he? Yeah. What's going on back out there? Uh, they've turned some vacuums on. <laughs> are we in trouble here? Should we, should we jump, Chewy? Should we jump to light speed, man? What should we do? We might as well, yeah. Oh, fuck. All right, I have I have several things that I need to get through here. All right, turn off the goddamn vacuum. We're being sucked into the maw of space. You know, I, there's a lot of people out there. I have to, uh, I, now I have to, like, answer all these people's questions. Okay, there's some people online. You know, this solo movie, um, a lot of people didn't, like it for some reason and um i i understand i can understand why there were certain things that 
that didn't hold up. I mean, everybody is expecting him to be Harrison fucking Ford, man. I mean, he's not going to be Harrison Ford. You know, he's not going to be Harrison Ford. But since everybody's expecting it, he should at least have made his voice a little deeper. There were moments, there were moments where um, he looked like him, Heinrich Spangledank. What's his name? Schmendrick Bangledank? <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll find it in a minute. This is v- extremely professional, Fogler. So Schmendrick Bangledank is playing solo, and he's got some big fucking shoes to fill, all right? And um, so what is he lacking? He's the title of the movie. He's supposed to fucking step up. Everyone is expecting him to be Harrison Ford, but of course he's not going to. But But you have to cast an actor that has sex appeal god damn it it's not like oh man you have the the guy i mean the guy had the guy had no you know animal magnetism you know that's harrison ford just has to stand there in a doorway and like and frankly every time schmangle bangleberk said hey (laughs) i'm a scoundrel you know, it's like, you're like, all right. And everyone laughed. It's because, yeah, it's laughable at this point. Um, how, uh, but let's go through this slowly. Go through my notes. I'm not shitting all over him, but I can see why not everyone fell in love with this movie. Because they're expecting, they're expecting them to be their most beloved characters. Here's something that could have helped the movie. Dryden, the bad guy. The, he was fine. He was fine. Um, and I heard that the uh, the actor did a uh, a tremendous job of uh, chasing down Ron Howard and saying, "You have to put me in this role." Now, I I don't know if that was the best choice. I think he's like a gangster, and he's got some like weird, like inflamed like scratches on his face that get like more inflamed when he gets angry. Uh, he's kind of, he's either got some kind of like space syphilis or I don't know, but he's a gangster. And the thing is, is that I, I think I would have loved to see Benicio del Toro in this role rather than, tip, 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 tip. Uh, you know, microchip man in the last Jedi. Um, his name was flippy Tadowski in that. <laughs> I'm terrible with the names. I'm sorry. So now I think that the bad guy, he was fine, but it's just like, yeah, you you did a good job. But can you imagine those scenes if, like, fucking Chris Walken was in them? I don't know all of Dryden's lines, but I I just, like, even the silent moments, you know, where they're waiting for them. Hey, don't fucking fail me again. I don't know if he can say fucking, but, you know, he's Chris Walken. Do whatever he wants. Listen, I want the delusion funk tank. I don't want it now. Don't make me angry. Because my face will flare up. You don't want that. It gets real weird. I look like a a funky blowfish. And I start shooting spines out of my back. I don't know. I'm not doing it justice. But you can imagine, like, Chris Walken, like, the power of Chris Walken from the scene from, like, True Romance, you know, staring down... (laughs) Young Schmirk Bengelderk and and Woody Harrelson, who is of course, even with the flippiest haircut in the world, can do no wrong. And um, so let's go a little further down the line here. That's one thing that I think would have helped the movie. If Dryden 
Drizzle Nuts was played by Chris Walken. Listen, I don't care. I just want my power fuel. If you don't get it, I'll fucking kill you. Even even like Pacino or something, like with the rage thing, I think he would be able to like really full-on devil's advocate like, Listen, you're about to fucking get me my spice or I'm going to fuck you up. You know, like... Can you ma- I can imagine Pacino with all the crazy red stripes on his face. I don't know. I think that would be cool. Um, by the way, I'm doing this solo because later we have a really fun guest who's coming up. I don't want, I, <laughs> I'm just throwing that Easter egg out in the middle here and I'm making a clicking sound and it's armed. So just know <laughs> that at some point we're going to have a special guest. Um, Explode from a thermal detonator that I put on the table in front of myself. Three PO. Hey Jack, you got any? Jack. Yes. You have any uh, uh, Star Wars impressions that you can do besides Chewie? <laughs> um. Never mind. So, uh, <laughs> so this is my best. Um, this is my best Luke stuck in the trash compactors. Three PO. Oh, where can he be? Three PO. Shut down all the trash compactors in the detainment lab. I can't even say it. But you get the picture. Um, did you know that uh, a young 3PO, well, not too young, but um, a young 3PO was uh, seen in the background uh, when they were leaving the slave plan. And at the beginning, I saw him. It took me three times to notice him over hand solo. But there he was. Did I say hand solo? I have a dead shoulder. What's going on, Scotty? Scotty's looking at me weird. And I heard some crazy shit while they were leaving the customs area. A lot of shit happened there. So we saw 3PO there, and then we also heard, no bata, no java, or whatever the fuck they say. No java, no bata, whatever. I think it's like, you don't barter, you don't get out, bitch. Or something that had to do with java, I don't know, we'll look into it. But they said it, and that's something that you hear, I've heard before in the other movies. Um, there was a the Join the Empire commercial, which is, like, weird because it's all... And, like, uh, was that even it? I'm being weird. I'm being... I'm not, something like that. But there's, like, a, you know, a Join... Join... Not Join the Force. Join the Empire, right? Join the Empire is, like, Join the Army. But the commercial song that they use is... The fuck, what is the song from the Empire? What is the, the Empire's theme? Bum, 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 Thanks, bum, Chewy. Bum, that's why you're there, bum, Chewy. Bum, okay, that's enough. Okay. <laughs> so they used that for a commercial inside the movie. It was like a tinny kind of sound for the commercial, and it made me kind of go, what the fudge? Now... Several things happens here. So there are people on the internet that are just like, man, that solo movie doesn't even connect to anything. And I'm just like, are you people watching the same fucking movie I'm watching? It's pissing me off. Let me let me do where let me let me um let me just fucking run down my list of uh things that are absolutely uh breadcrumbs that lead to the other movies in a wonderful way. And fulfill Han Solo's arc. I mean, the hell's wrong with you people? <laughs> Number one, his name. 
Okay, he gets his goddamn name. This is upsetting. You probably shouldn't listen to this, Jack. I mean, Chewie. He gets out of, you know, he's a slave. He's running away, and he, he, goes in, he goes to enlist. Everyone's a fucking slave. God damn it. Um, he goes to enlist in the Empire. He wants to be a pilot. That's upsetting. The Empire taught the greatest pilot in the galaxy to fly, hence creating the person that oftentimes comes and totally fucks them up at the, the you know, the, the worst possible moment for them. Nice going, Empire. You train the guy that is the most awesome pilot in the galaxy, and he's on the other team. Nice one, assholes. They're always fucking up like that. Okay, so he gets his name from the guy he's enlisting with. He's like, hmm, uh, what's your name? What is your family? Who are your people? So, uh, my name. He's like, uh, my name is Han. <laughs> because his voice is so fucking high. I understand. He's in his 20s. But come on! Everyone is expecting Han. A deep voice. Chewie! Let's go. Let's get out of here. <laughs> They're not expecting. Uh, yeah, my name is Han. Um, and, uh, no. No, I don't have a family. No. Hmm. All right, then, um, you're alone, so what's a cool name? Solo. You are now Han Solo. So, like, the dude, like, the fucking pissy dude that enlists people into the Empire Air Force names Han. I don't know how I feel about that. Maybe Lucas always wanted that, but that's, um, it's kind of fucking weird to me. Okay, so then... Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the other thing. Uh, so they're on that planet, and they're escaping. He gets his name, and now they're now he's in war. It's like a few years later, and he's in the middle of fucking war. All he wants to do is go back and get Kira, his girl, on, on the original planet. And um, there's several things that happen during this war where the empires coming in it's like the, it's like what they do they come in they enslave the races they blow up your fucking planet they just take over um and uh there's a scene in it that um reminds me of paths of glory that kubrick movie where it's a very world war one moment and woody harrelson is walking toward the camera and uh han is like trying to escape with him or f just figure him out and, and you see uh harrelson drinking from a flask and he throws it away. He just discards the flask. Um, probably because it's not even his. Because he's, he's wearing someone else's outfit. Uh, but uh, that reminded me of Paths of Glory. I wonder if there's a... There is an interesting connection there with that movie. Where it's like, what the fuck is war all about? All through this scene, they're just like, why? why, what, you know, why are we fighting? And Paths of Glory... Paths of Glory is the fucking, uh, it's uh, Kirk Douglas and he's, it's the Germans essentially, you know. So now you have, uh, in World War One, I, I think, and um, so you're telling that side of the story. It's a very similar situation here where Han is now on the fucking bad guy side. Are they bad guys yet? Who knows? But, you know, that's the deal. I think that's an interesting. And there's a moment there where Han says, uh, he questions his superiors and he says, you know, where are the fucking hostiles here, man? Anyway. Uh, so there's that. Okay, here's another connection. So not so. A, you fucking learn his how he gets his name. That's pretty goddamn big, people. The helmets and goggles. Okay, the helmets and the goggles from the Empire Infantry are the extra Kylo Ren helmets that were left over from the Last Jedi. I'm convinced of it. And because they were like, 
in The Last Jedi, they were just like, get rid of that stupid helmet. Get rid of How does Snoke talk? Get rid of that stupid helmet. And um, um, take that face mask off. And he takes the face mask off. And I'm convinced that they just had shitloads, crates full of that mask. They're like, shit, man, we're going to sell it for Halloween. We're going to do all the fucking thing. So now they just pawned them off on uh, Solo. Everybody in the first part of Solo has, has a Kylo Ren goggles and helmet. Um, the dice. You learn about the fucking dice. Don't know where they came from, but those dice, those same dice that travel all the way to fucking Last Jedi, to Han, uh, to, from Han to Luke. Uh, Luke gives the fucking dice to Leia. I mean, those dice are fucking important, you fucking fuckers. I'm sorry. I'm hostile. I'm getting hostile. He meets Chewbacca. What am I? What am I fucking stupid? <laughs> people <laughs> he means Chewbacca it's like is that important does that connect to the other stories do I want to know about that maybe yes Schmeckles in 40x um I told you I might be a little defensive he meets fucking Lando who is amazing uh what's his name carnivorous uh what's his name again um, Gregarious uh, Capone? Jack, Chewie, are you there? Childish Gambino? Thank you! Childish Gambino is brilliant. He's also, what's his name? Glover. Don, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. My good lord. Is he related to Danny Glover? Is that crazy of me to say? I don't think so. That would be crazy, really awesome if he was his son or something. The guy does an excellent job. Let me tell you something. They're talking about a spinoff with Lando. I am wholeheartedly behind this. Do you know why? Billy D. Williams, he doesn't have Billy D. Williams looks. He doesn't have them. He just doesn't. Billy D. Williams was a goddamn handsome man. Wait, I'm I'm combining him with another impression. Let me do that. Well, well, well. What have we here? Okay, that's a little better. Now, he, Childish Gambino was trying to match his swagger and his voice in a very subtle, delightful way, which is why I think he steals the movie. He he embodies Lando. You believe it. I believed it. And I would love a spinoff with him. You see the goddamn card game where Han Solo wins the Millennium Falcon. Okay? Now, I don't know about you people, but when I was a kid... I wanted to know about that. And this movie has it in it. Thank you, Ron Howard. <laughs> Thank you, Cunningham family. The Castle Run. We've been hearing about this fancy schmancy Castle Run for fucking years. Video games, goddamn graphic novels. You know, I did the Castle Run in under 14 part six, whatever the fuck. How many times have, how many times have we heard that? A billion? Guess what? Castle runs in the movie. Hmm, I wonder if that connects. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. There's a mention of Bosk. You know what? Let me tell you something. If there was just that in the movie, I would have been happy. These guys knew Bosk? Awesome. But that's the kind of fan I am. Chewie's fucking age. He's almost 200 people. <laughs> 
I'm just spoiling the fuck out of this, but I don't care. Okay, we got Chewie's A's, and then the uniting of them as pilots of the Millennium Falcon. Like, you see them side by side. It's the first goddamn... You motherfuckers! <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, these guys pull a job. That train scene is fantastic. There's another job they pull where they rip off, um, like, this refinery. It's a... It's a great Western, people. It's a great Western, regardless of it's if it's Star Wars or not. It's like a sci-fi Western. That's so that train scene is fantastic. Every time they steal something, it's amazing. Let me tell you something. You care. You care when uh, Woody Harrelson is just all, "What, Val?" You know, he's screaming for his girl. She has to sacrifice herself, man. You care for the characters. I did at least. Okay, they pull a job that, like, starts the funding of the rebe rebellion. The funding of the rebellion people. These people's outfits are like a Native American version of early X-Wing fighter gear. So, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little hostile. Okay, Darth Maul. Who's that guy? Who's that dude? Motherfuckers, the whole goddamn thing has an underlying uh, eerie tone. There's this eerie underlying tone. Who is Kira working for toward the second half of this movie? It's like Casablanca, man. And in the end, who's she working for? The most evil motherfucker at that moment, Darth Maul. That's pretty important. And then I asked this. I was like, does it, does it set up the trail to Jabba? It does, man. It does. He follows a job to Tatooine, and it takes him to Jabba. All of these things. Lando's Return of the Jedi Mask, worn by Woody Harrelson. Okay? Now, let me tell you something. Lando, he made me feel for a robot. He was in love with the robot, man. He's polysexual. He'll fuck a goddamn toaster if he has to. And he's, like, looking at L3, he's like, Damn, L3, you looking fine with that new armor plating and that paint job. Let's get you into a nice grease bath and I'll give you that massage you've been asking for. Rearrange a couple of your wires and then you can check my oil. You know what? I He made me feel for when she died. That was an excellent uh, performance and a huge spoiler, so eat my balls. I'm sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting very, I'm very angry. <laughs> Here's the problem with Solo, okay? His voice wasn't right, okay? And he had okay looks, but he had no sex appeal. And is he a bitch? That's the question from fanboys, people. Is some Han Solo a bitch? No one calls Han Solo a bitch, okay? Is he a bitch even though he sounds like a dude that I used to play D&D &D with? He is still not a bitch. Because I couldn't do all the shit that he did in this movie. <laughs> I mean, he's, uh, you know, I don't fucking care about, and, and anyone that thinks that Han Solo is a bitch, squeaky voice or not, they couldn't possibly beat the man uh, as a pilot, and um, and quite frankly, as a, as a scoundrel. You know what the problem is? The problem is, is that what he was missing, let me just boil it down. The voice was off. I mean, he was charming enough, but he, he was it wasn't enough. You know, he, the voice was off, like I said a thousand times, and he didn't have he didn't he didn't have the um that's this is what it is, the IQ. He was too smart. 
he was too smart. Like he was, he was a couple steps ahead of people. And Han Solo, the thing that the Harrison Ford Han Solo, I mean, he's well into his like thirties when we meet him, and he's still just like, "Wait a minute, you guys are brother and sister." Whoa, you're you're in love with me? Like that's the thing that like was so endearing about Han was just like he was still battling with like, "Fuck you guys." I'm going to take my shit and go and you can go fuck off with this crazy war but the way the way it's like he's already has that mentality already in this movie it's like he's maybe he is an idiot he's just been battling with the same demons for the last 20 years and uh they're talking about doing a Boba Fett movie Boba Fett spin-off which I would fucking watch you know I, that, that that sounds awesome clone Clone Wars? Wait, didn't they? They wait a minute. They did that already. The uh, the Tyrellian Moon battles. That's what they'll do. And um, the Mangalorian, uh, the Mangalorian uh, Sasquatch uh, hunt. That's what they'll do. Um, I'll watch that. That's fine. But let me fucking tell you something. Who's the MVP of Solo? Chewie, Chewbacca, you, Jack. Let me tell you something. I want to see the Chewy standalone movie. I want to see it directed by Kevin fucking Costner, all with subtitles from Chewbacca's childhood and then the Empire enslaving his race all the way up to being chained up as the Beast in Solo. Because Chewy, my friends, is the, the character that makes this movie still special. Because he he's not CGI. He's furry. He's huggable. He's... He's Chewbacca, okay? He's He, out of everybody, out of Solo, out of Lando, out of everybody that comes back, he is the most like the one that we love the, from our childhoods, from our childhoods. So why don't you chew on that for a while, Chewbacca fuckers? <laughs> uh, and um, I think uh, that was a perfect transition. Chewbacca fucker? Totally. I think I really, wow, I've been going off for a while there, Jack. How's the flood? Uh, the situation has stabilized. Oh, thank God. Did L3 get put into the navigational system and now the, everything's running smoothly? Smooth as ever. Are you upset because I ruined every goddamn bit of solo for you? No, it's, I'm more excited to see it now, especially knowing that Chewie is featured. <laughs> yeah. Man, you look a little taller. You look a little furrier too, man. It's weird. You feeling all right? Sort of. All right. I'm gonna. Why don't we give this next my special uh, uh, thermal detonator a call, man? All right. He is calling now. Is he calling? What? What the fuck? Hello. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you What's there? Up? How you doing, man? I'm good, dude. I'm um, well. you ready to record? We're recording already. Fucking! I hope so. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do you know how valuable my uh, my voice is? It's, it's like it's, it I'm, sounds really valuable. I really like I'm it. Lose, I'm fucking losing money right now <laughs> talking to you. I, I mean, that's it. that's how valuable. This is uh, okay. So, this is, <laughs> this is our special guest. 
You are a very special person to me. Thank you. And <laughs> thank you. And <laughs> your name. I'm going to start yeah. off. I'm going to start off with your name, sir, because I I love to do this thing with um with people's names. Like uh like I got very interested in in Steven Spielberg's name because uh you know his last name. The real meaning of it is like Spielberg is like um is like fun. Spiel is fun and play, and is, yeah. and then Berg is is mountain, right? So it's right. like and so it's like what he is. He's like a big mountain of fun, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes people... <laughs> I know where this is going, and uh, what? Wish... How do you know where it's going? I, I, I'm not gonna say because I, you know, it's my name. I've I've you know I've known for a long time what what it means, but uh, I wish that uh, it was true. What my what my name means? I wish I I had in the backyard. Wait, anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll... yes, good man. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. You also are a, a share of the Berg. So, um, okay, so your full name for uh, for yourself and for our audience at home listening. Yeah. You are Gregory Philip Grunberg. Grunberg, Grunberg. Uh, yes, and I am Gregory Philip of Sussex. No, I'm, uh, yeah, Gregory Philip Grunberg. Grunberg. Now, mm-hmm. do you know what Gregory means? Uh, it's. I would assume it's uh, gregarious. It, it represents uh, someone who is, is you know, it, it, I, I think that's what it's in the family of. I, I'm not exactly sure. No. Wrong. Oh. Oh, okay. That's good. what I would think that it would be gregarious because you are. You're like an incredibly gregarious dude. Which is yeah. like just just my interpretation from our first meeting. <laughs> We've only met yeah. once, but uh, you seem very like happy and cool. And but you know it's gregarious, which is which means watchful and alert. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm uh, I'm really baked right now, so <laughs> that, that may have. That may bring it down just a tad, but um, yeah, okay. I'm watchful. No, that'll Look, work. I'm, I'm a, I'm a it, parent it, of three. You know, when you're a parent yes. of three and you've got a, a, a you know, I mean, my wife's amazing and she's always going and doing stuff. You got to be very watchful. So yeah, I'm watchful. That that I'll 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 take. If it's a good sativa, you can become overly watchful. Very true. No, this is all CBD. So this is nice. uh, very mellow, very chill. It's like a it's like a good shot of whiskey. My son uh, does CBD to help because uh, he has epilepsy. Uh, the son that you met, uh, yeah. Jake. He's, so, he's he has an issue with that, huh? Uh, and and the CBDs uh, are helping him. Oh yeah, CBD helps tremendously. It helps actually. It helps his other medications work really well. So it's a it's a great thing in combination uh, with his meds for him. Um, and we'll talk about you know I want to talk about my Absolutely, charity stuff. Yes, uh, no, I, I'm a, a huge advocate of. Um, Reverse engineering hemp and uh, and weed in order to basically heal the world, man. Yeah, and it's been right in front of us this whole time. It's pretty crazy um, that whole thing. It drives me nuts because my my dad, who's eighty five, has back issues and yeah. um, arthritis and all these things. And I'm like, Dad, let's just share this dupe, my friend. Let's go. <laughs> and there, and there's such a stigma attached to. Uh, marijuana for obvious, you know, for other generations, and and he's of that generation where it's like it's a gateway drug, it's a Schedule One narcotic. It's a, it's like no, it's not. It's it's actually it's like grape juice or anything else. It right. comes from, you know, Mother Nature. It's sitting there waiting. It's a, it's healing power is incredible. Is Take he, advantage of it. Is so. he um 
Is he, you know, turned a little bit on the light side of the force uh, with seeing what it's doing for your son? Yes. As a matter of fact, he, he has. And my mom, um, I just had a conversation with her where she said, you know what? I, yeah, I think maybe because, you know, of course, she saw Sanjay Gupta talk about it on CNN or she saw, you know, Oprah talk about it somewhere or something. You know, that that's what it takes with my mom. If she's watching TV and she sees um, someone on the on the on the screen mention it, uh, then she's all about it. Um, even though she's seen me on TV talk about this a million times and it doesn't seem to penetrate. But suddenly it's so weird we're having this conversation now because she just recently said, I hear I hear it's good for inflammation and maybe dad it could help dad. So I'm really hoping that you know, oh, I can yeah. break through and at least get him to try it. There's like a million different um, healing factors that, that come along with it. But uh, you want to hear the rest of your name here? Yeah, come on. Okay. Bring it. So uh, so Gregory means watchful and alert. And let's definitely circle back to that because it's like one of my favorite subjects. Do you know what Philip means? You know, this is crazy because I should. It's my name. Um, I know it's 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 a British. It's for it's a uh, I think it's a British or a British origin. I believe. Oh yeah. Um, so both both Gregory and Philip are both names that were commonly used for like saints and kings, and it's very very uh, royal. Philip, I think, um, is French and Latin, and it means lover of horses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I found that out because we had Ryan Phillippe on the show recently, so uh, I, I kind of okay. knew that already. So take that with a grain of salt, you know, however you would. Ryan, Ryan Lover of Horsey is really, <laughs> that's his name. Yes. That's uh, awesome. How did he respond to that? Was he like, oh, yeah, I've got a stable. <laughs> yeah, I he was a little, horses. he was a little taken aback. Um, like, he's oh, yeah. like, he's horses, like, yeah, are you I guess kidding I... me? That's my life. I mean, if I wasn't acting, yeah. I, that would be what I do. I he's like, I guess I... Horses. He's like, I go to the track a lot. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Gr oh my God. and Grunberg, which I think is now incredibly fucking appropriate, dude, which is Green Mountain. And you, yes. And then you getting on, yeah. on board with the, the CBDs and healing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I wish it pertained to like a mountain of money. That would be terrific. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, gotcha. I always think in the other term of that, the, the grass is always greener. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So Green Mountain. So Grunberg. Um, uh, my wife and I are backpacking through Europe, and my dad was like, "Oh, fine, uh, Grunberg, fine." My dad doesn't have an accent, but he's like, right. "You know, we're from." Um, from uh, Austria. So it's like, you know, my dad's like, oh, you're going through Germany or Austria, you know, find Grunberg, Grunberg. At the base of every fucking mountain, there is a town called Grunberg. Right. Grunberg. Everywhere. So wherever the train stopped, you know, I was like, uh, Grunberg. They're like, oh, yeah, right there, right there, right there. So I had, <laughs> I had, you know, I could pick which Grunberg I wanted to check out, but it didn't exactly nail down, um, you know, a place to search for my family or anything. But uh, yeah, no, no, I love the name. That, that name at Ellis Island, uh, my dad likes to say that uh, Hitler was our travel agent. So <clears throat> the, uh, right. when, when it came to, you know, emigrating to America. Yeah. And, when they were at Ellis Island, as they do, they take names and they try and um, change them to something more of American or understandable yep. uh, or easily, you know, uh, translated. And so anyway, it was Greenberg. They were like, you got to switch it to Greenberg. And my grandfather refused. He was like, no. And so they wanted to give him an umlaut over the U. They wanted to add an <laughs> E. So it was Gruenberg. Nope. Stuck to his guns. Right. And that to this day, I have to have this conversation with everyone where they're like, Grunberg? I'm like, no, Grunberg. 
Grunberg. Um, throwing out the first pitch, man, is is when you want to hear your name correctly, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's when I that's when you don't. Oh, exactly boy. right. Like uh, you want Grunberg as I'll, so I'll call you Grunberg from now on. You like Grunny? Oh yeah. It's like you you go by Grunny. Is that your thing? Yes, my whole life. My dad got that nickname in in the army. Everybody gotcha. calls me Grunny, and uh, was he and in- my kids now? They, they, their friends call them Grunny. It's, Grunny. it's pretty great. I like that. See, I, I, I have the same uh, ancestry. Um, Austria ran away from Hitler and mm. uh, ended up at Ellis Island. And they changed it from Vogler to Fogler because of the accent. They couldn't they, they couldn't say V. It sounded like an F. So, so oh, the guy at Ellis Island. Yeah. It's very similar. I love your name, dude. You got a good name. Yeah, but it's another one where it's just all, is it Folgers? Is it Fogler? Is it Fogelberg? (laughs) Volger? Is it Volger? Volger. It's Volger. I like that one. And then there's like, if you play like D&D or something, like a, like there's like a Fogler, or maybe it's called a Fogler, but it's like a, there's like a, it's like a funky fog gremlin, you know? It's just like, shit, man. Oh, yeah. Can't escape this shit. I actually did the uh, I did the um, voiceover for one of the D and D books, and uh, like Ice Cube did one of them, and or Ice T. I'm sorry, Ice T. I, I always get my cocktail, my drinks mixed up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ice T did one of them. I did one of them, and the names in that world, in the D and D world, are so fucked up. If you don't know them, <laughs> if you're not really familiar with them, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm sure that I said that. Uh, fo- what did you say, Fogler? Fogler, Fogler? yeah. Astrogod yeah, ventricle, you know, everything's a fuck. Yeah, right, exactly. Big deal. Um, I, I love but, that. Uh, I love, I love, uh, I love all that voiceover. You, you've done a lot of, you've done a ton of voiceover, obviously, and you got your podcast, which, uh, so you're, you're, yeah. you're using the, the shit out of your voice, man. It's amazing. Uh, well, you know, not as much as I want, dude. There's really? like, there are five people that, that really work consistently. Um, you know, Tara Strong, I'm not going to get any of the female voices, but uh, I'm just trying. Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar was on the show. Oh, yeah. He's a Samurai Jack, right? Is yeah, he? Samurai yeah, Jack yeah. and everything else. Like, right. we went through his list and we threw all these characters out at him. And obviously, you know, he makes his living doing that. And all these guys, we, you know, you and I just ran into each other at a con. And these Comic Cons, the voiceover guys and the men and women, man, they're oh, yeah. killing it. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So yeah, I'm trying right. to break into that more and more. But yeah, I've done, you know, um, I just made a list. Ton of video games, right? Yeah, wait, hold on. I just, just made this list. I like I like telling the host of the show, hey, you, hold on, hold on. How did on. you get into video um, games? I love video games, and I put the word out with a few people because of the stuff that I've been in, you know, the geeky stuff that they're like, oh, my God, he, he'd come on because, you know, they pay nothing. Right. And so uh, I did Condemned, a game called Time Shift, Halo Reach. L.A. Noir was really fun because they shot me um, from 32 cameras. It was really it was like a motion capture, but real capture. So like when you watch that game, it's me as as a guy that you're interrogating. And it's not just a voice. And then they 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 actually take my image and kind of animate it um, to a certain extent. And they're all the guys from uh, Mad Men were in it because it's like it's you know takes place in the 30s in L.A. And so um it was it was interesting. They wanted that classic face. My, I don't have that 
sort of classic 30s face, but it was that was really fun. Um, and then uh, Lego Star Wars and and Gears of War; those are the other games. But yeah, dude, I love like I love doing. You got like a young Orson Welles thing going on there, don't? Oh, thank you. I like that. There you go. That's pretty cool. I do you do a lot of voices. You do right. I do. I mean, I I want to do more, like you're saying. Like I wish I can do it all the time. It's like my favorite thing. But I, man, I, I've done a bunch, but I, I I wish I was doing it consistently. Um, Phil Lamar and I are, are going to do something that you should be a part of. And uh, uh, I, I don't want to talk about it on – well, maybe I'll talk about it. Eh, we'll talk about it off the air. Um, but uh, it'll, it's going to be really super cool, super easy to do. You could do it from New York. It's a, it's a new podcast that we're putting together. And I think it will be fucking amazing, and you would absolutely destroy it. So without uh, – so just commit to it now without me telling you what it is, okay? We say yes right now. Just just say the word yes. I'm that, in. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, trust the grunny, okay? I'm, I'm watchful. I am going to take care of you. Do you know why I feel like I know you forever? Because I, I do. I've been, I've been watching you forever. Now, my, my first introduction to you, which actually sc- scarred me for my, my entire life, was when the smoke monster ate you, ate you, and sucked you out of the plane. Oh, yeah, in, in lost. best cameo ever. Okay, so that's how, and then, but each character in that was important. Each one was a, a beautiful puzzle, man. Like I don't yeah. know, like like that was. I don't, I don't binge a lot, and I, I mean I don't have a lot of fucking time. That was really, besides Breaking Bad, like that show. I I binged the shit out of it. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, that was one of that that you. Uh, the, the talk about best use of the cliffhanger that was really kind of the best example i think except for breaking bad breaking bad to me was and is the best single tv show ever created without question i mean i i i don't binge either i mean i will not take blocks of t- i can't play golf i can't i can't get hours of time to sit and do anything right. and and if so i you know when i'm watching something i'm not the worst when we sit around and watch something if if there's a peep of anybody says anything, I'm like, hey, hey, hey! Like I literally, I want to, I want to absorb everything, little sounds, nuances, things. I, I'm, I'm just like kind of obsessed with that. And so to binge and just to be able to put on over ear headphones and sit there and and watch, it's just, you know, it's something I love to do when there's something great. And I, I can't even remember the last time I did that. Um, yeah, Breaking Bad was that for me. But yeah, I heard you lost. There's, so um, I mean, there's a, there's amazing stuff out now. Huge, incredible content. Stranger Things, which I want to sit and watch, but I watched. You know, I can watch those, but I, I, I for some reason, I can only watch one at a time. And Lost, I could not stop watching it. Like I, I had to, I got insomnia. Yeah, I, I, you know. And yeah, um, it's so good. So good. I mean, I would have. I wish the the pilot would have survived. That would have been. That would have been great, right? Uh, but um, <laughs> it was know, again but, the but best. He, the, the, the best can. By the way, I had a great flashback that I don't think you probably definitely didn't see. It was. It ended up being a DVD extra because um, the one of the the pregnant. Uh, um, what's her name? Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. You're uh, but anyway, she she uh, there there was a scene where um she's at the airport kind of coffee shop and she's getting coffee and she's about to get on the plane, and it was a flashback and she runs into me, uh, like kind of at Starbucks and I and I see that she's nervous. She's she's putting cream in her coffee. She's shaking and I'm standing there sharing that space with her and I'm like, Are you okay? And she's like, uh, just I'm really freaked out. I said, What's going on? She goes, Ah, uh, I'm a terrible flyer. I go, What 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 flight are you on? She's like, Oceanic eight fifteen. I'm like, Oh. That's my plane. You got nothing to worry about. And it's this great scene. Um, and the problem That's was awesome. that Hurley's, uh, Jorge Garcia's 
that episode, which you right. remember, is the one where he he's he's trying to get to the airport and every sign had um, a clue. He runs past a soccer team, an all girls soccer team right. at the airport, and each one of their numbers means something. It's all that sequential stuff, and so the puzzle pieces had to fall in or had to be. Right, they the couldn't interject numbers. my scene. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a good scene, and so um, you know, I'm, 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 I, dude, anything with JJ, I will do and have always done, and I'm about to do again, and so I'm excited. What are you doing again? Uh, you know, I mean, can I say? Uh, do, do I want to really say it here? I'm, I haven't officially got the word, but uh, it looks like you know, Snap Wexley might be coming back, which is good. Awesome. Holy shit. Right. Balls. Okay. Okay. Hold. Hold on. Hold. Hold the fucking. Hold hold on. <laughs> um, my first okay. I, I, my first question here is: my, I have a theory. All right. Yeah. Now this is. By the my, way, I didn't. I didn't get to say thank you for having me on the show. I mean, honestly. Oh, thank you, my God! It's my absolute pleasure. Oh, um, you're the you're the fucking greatest. I, I I need to say that to you before you go on. I just want to tell you, man. I'm a fan <laughs> of yours. I uh, you I I you know. I almost got um, that role in the Goldbergs. It was like Jeff and I. I had done a pilot oh, for, for. I did a pilot for them called Big Mike, and uh, it didn't get picked up. And and it was like, oh shit! And, and Sandler's company, you know, we we were, we wanted to do something together, and so we were always. Oh, they're always looking out for stuff. And I went in, and so Garland is the king. I mean, he's so perfect for that. I'm not an '80s dad. He's so that guy so clearly he was going to get the role but it really came down to me and him and a couple other guys so when you got on that show i was just happy and as you know i think my son told you like we're just huge fans of yours in our house we love the show we love you i love everything you do so anyway happy that we ran into each other and finally got to hug it out and and hopefully now you know this will be a a, a bromance that'll last a, a, a while because i know I, it, I can i know you're a good guy i can just tell that is that's a thank you man that's really lovely um i um <clears throat> my wife has been a fan of yours since felicity oh, and um it. so you know i you've you've been on you've we've known you through our screen for like a long fucking time man so i that's like i felt like i knew you already you know um yeah but um i have this this theory about Lost and about the last uh, Jedi here, uh, which I which I assume you saw. I did not. I saw the Last Jedi. I have not seen Solo yet, and I'm I, I, I I've got to see it. But uh, and by yes, the way, let me the let me just Jedi. backtrack for a second because the connection to Goldberg's is is very interesting because I'm working on another thing with Goldberg right now, and 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 when I saw you the other day at phoenix i was like man we got to get him involved in it so you're gonna be you, we're gonna be like the, you're gonna get some kind of offer for something soonish no so. no dude dude just consider it done. i love every one of those guys if you're doing it uh, and i think i know what you're talking about the answer is absolutely 100 percent yes and just just uh, oh, i can't wait that would be awesome but nice. okay so wait, okay you, you, so, so now there's I have something the, i have this theory okay you know how in lost and maybe you can tell me because you're, you know, you're close with JJ. Um, the uh, so you know we're watching Lost, and from episode one, you're like, okay, this is 
everyone's healed that was broken and everybody is like um you know dealing with their curse from when they were alive this is this is limbo yeah. this is limbo and then they spend about five seasons like convincing you it's not limbo it's not limbo <laughs> and then the last episode it's like hey it's limbo <laughs> so this is yeah. this is how i think this is how jj's mind works now tell me if i'm wrong i want the whole uh, twin thing to work with the with the Jedi's with Kylo and and uh, and Ray, mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. think it, and I think it can still work. And I think that people, I think it's the, I think it's the limbo thing where people they're just like, no, no, they're not related. No, their parents are totally different. They're right. not. And then at the in the next movie, we find out, holy shit, they are related. Oh my god, they are the. Other side of the spectrum of Luke and Leia, they're the dark yeah, by, twin. By the way, that should happen. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 so interesting you're saying this because that is like the obvious. I hate saying obvious, but it is the obvious, brilliant, you know, next level of Star Wars. That's what it should be. Everybody's asking, what's their relationship? How do they? How can they communicate? You know, uh, telepathically or whatever. I completely agree. But when it's so obvious that it should be that. Just like Lost, just like what you're just saying, you're spot, spot on, man. I think the writers and JJ and the, the you know, they they spend the entire time trying to red herring you and go, well, no, look, shiny object over here. Let's not because it's it it, it has to be that. That's so satisfying, you know. And and finding yeah. a way to make that as creative as possible, or the journey to get to that as as creative as possible, um, I think is is their their job. I. I completely agree. When I was watching them, and then they show, and by the way, speaking of red herring, showing that kid, you know, and the broom yeah. moving and all that, you're yeah. like, okay, that's it's just some other kid with, with you know, the, the powers. I, I, I think it's going to, it, it, I, have, I know nothing about it. I have no knowledge, but I think you're, you're absolutely right. That would be so great because I, I grew up on, on those stories, the, the vault stories where, um, you know, you know those those novels. Um, I've heard of it. Where it's about them, the, yeah. it was about the twins and and um, Han yeah. and Leia's twins, and I feel like it could still work. I feel I really do, and I have a whole theory about it, which I've gone over many times on other episodes. I won't, I won't bore the audience. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's great. Uh, so, man, so how long do you know JJ? Oh man, so JJ and I met uh, when we were about four and a half years old. Believe it or not, he. Holy he, he, shit! Oh yeah, dude. No, this is this is like everybody's like, God, it's so great that you got this buddy. And I said, No, you don't understand. This is my brother. This is yeah. This is somebody we grew up together. We met at Roskimer Road Elementary School in L.A. Um, and instantly bonded over creating like fake commercials and, and prank phone calls and oh. just being creative in any possibility, any possible way we could. He lived very close to the school. I had to, you know, I drove there uh, about 10 minutes away. He lived so close that we would walk to his house after school. We'd stop by this grocery store. We'd go to his house. We'd, we'd shoot all these, you know, uh, super eight movies. And I was on, you know, the, the, uh, I was the actor in it and he was on the other side. And when he was on Kimmel once and he, they showed some of his, some of his, they call them student films, but he, films that he made when he was a kid. Yeah. And I'm, I'm starring in all of them. And, and Jimmy was like, is that Holy Grunny? Shit. Love it. Is that a little Greg Grunberg? And so it's just, I mean, dude, the fact is, and, and have you ever met JJ? Nope. I really want uh, he's to. He's the best. 
he, yeah, he's the best guy ever. I'm, I'm I mean, he's, the mo- sure he's he our never- modern Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But he's also the best friend anybody could ever have. Um, I can't. I have to make sure that you never meet him because there's only one room for a guy like me in all of his movies. Okay, I got you, got you. Man. <laughs> no, I could do like a. You. I could do like an awkward failed clone of you, maybe yeah, exactly. um, in one of the movies. Uh, right. I'll be. Um, yeah. Anyway, go on. What were you saying? Uh, no, you'd be you'd be Clap Wexley. Exactly, my, my your brother. cousin. I love it. My cousin. Yeah. <laughs> It worked on the Goldbergs. Let's do it. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle uh, Wexley. Um, yeah. I, uh, so over, over the years, you know, we, when he, he and Matt Reeves, I've known forever. And when they both did uh, uh, Felicity, it was like, okay, look, guys, <laughs> I'm an actor. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm banging on doors. I'm trying to make this happen. JJ and I were living together at the time. Yeah. And, and I was like, all right, you got to write me a role. I was too old for, uh, to be a student at NYU. But I said, what about a guy that like they live with, you know, maybe, maybe they live off campus with a guy who's got, and, and I, a crazy businesses. I had always, I'm very entrepreneurial. I've, I've always had businesses and stuff. So basically they wrote the role for me of Sean Blumberg, um, <laughs> which sounds very similar to Greg Grunberg. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and off we were off and running and, and that was a guest star and it just, they just kept writing me in. And then after season one, they made me a series regular and then you know, that that's I've been so fortunate that JJ and I have known each other that long. I want to pitch something to you. I think there's yeah. a I think there's like a a Netflix series or like a, or a movie or something where it's your guys um Goonies stand by me. Your your um crazy adventures uh when you got the two of you were growing up making movies and like and like yeah. sol- solving mysteries and shit in the neighborhood. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. I mean, and then, and it's all little, and it's Super like was kind of that. Well, no, 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 but this is, but this is, no, no, no. This is the fanboy version of that, where you see little oh, clues, yeah. and it's like um, Shakespeare in Love, basically, where you see like little things that happen that are that are uh, clues for um, all the movies and TV shows that come out later. All the little ideas that are seeded during that time. That's it. That's a great idea. That man. is a good like idea. That. It's a good idea. We'll edit this out and make that idea. I'm gonna edit uh, this part out and send it to you. <laughs> and this is, and we'll use this, <laughs> and we'll just text that audio to every network executive that can make that happen. Exactly. In exactly. It's uh, um, a good idea. I don't worry about that because if you like talk about stuff, then it's just like it's it's a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's like, true. And you can always reference it. You have a time and a date, and it's fucking published. It's you know, or you can. Okay, I, I don't know how I feel. Okay, you ready? What? All right, so I'm pitching you what, what you've already committed to. Okay, <laughs> I want to do. A, I want to do a podcast. Yes, that is essentially Saturday Night Live, but as a podcast. I'm in. Uh, th- yeah, three minute to five minute sketches. You bring the character you want. We start with an. It's an improv thing, and or. Uh, if something clicks, some situation, some characters, whatever, we go back to them. But me, you, Phil Lamar, uh, t- you know, and some great uh, um, improv people we bring in and we can guest some huge star every, every time, a friend of yours, friend of mine, whatever. Mm. And they don't have they can play themselves. They can play a character, whatever. And, and they could do a couple of sketches, whatever. But it's an I- improv a Saturday Night Live podcast, dude. What's the? Come on, I, I love it. What's the visual component? Do you animate it? Do you do puppets later? Like, what's the like? Well, what? we 
We could. I just love the idea just of radio, that radio sound. show. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of radio show thing where I can get in my car and they're going to be little little nuggets. So it's, you I know, love it. Commercials, like what you were talking about before. What you talking, like, I, I love that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That sounds like yeah. a ton of fun. And or parody from what's just happened. You know, we just, uh, you know, based on, you know, ripped from the headlines. Right. Roseanne, please tell us how much Ambien does it take? Uh, to screw in a racist light bulb. I mean, whatever the fuck it is, right. I don't care. But yeah. it's something that gets us into uh, these sketches. I, I just think it could be a lot of fun. I know a guy that does a pretty good Trump. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so this is crazy because I was like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's like incredible that you span. I don't know who else. This You're very special because you are a connector um, between Star Trek and Star Wars. You've been in both. Yeah, and I'm one who, of very who, few people. Who else can say that? Uh, Simon Pegg. Okay, okay, you're uh, right. You're absolutely right. Deep Roy, who, you know, he's he's that little, the little guy, and he's been in both, and he's in everything from Willy Wonka to, that, you know, both of those. He Whoa. spanned it. Um, well, he's also- there's a few people. But but most of them have been makeup. Like Simon was a he was a CGI character, and I'm I'm without makeup. Right. But I have a beard. Besides the beard, it's me. You know? Are you the only one that actually has their face in it? I think I might be. I mean, I I have yet to figure out someone else who is, but I I'm pretty sure I'm that's, the only one. That's fucking special, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's cool. I have a picture. That I bring, I should have given it to you at the uh, when I saw you at the show. But my most popular picture that people buy at the table when they want my autograph is it's a picture from I'm in the, I'm in the same position, you know. I'll send it to you. I'm in the same position on uh, the sh- at the resistance base and and also on um, York in Yorktown on my ship, <clears throat> and it's it, JJ has this. Um, they make a lot of things at Bad Robot. They have like this creative lab kind of. Uh, workshop area right. and one of the things that they made with this was this um, sticker and it said you have to trek before you war and I was like oh my god I love it yeah so I took that took that and I put it on a on a big uh, uh, coffee thing that I have and then I said wait a minute and I put it on um, I put it on this photo that's both of us I'm gonna send it to you right now and you'll see it and it's pretty it's pretty cool it's like you know the fact that I'm I'm, I'm like in both in the same position in both, and uh, and it's just it's it's oh, you know, that's awesome, yeah, it's crazy. What crazy. Was, what is your favorite between the two of you had to choose one? Well, because of looking back, and I was such a Star Wars kid growing yeah, up, um, and I pretended to fly, you know, X Wings when I was a kid. Um, I liked Star Trek, I certainly watched it, I watched the TV show, I, I wasn't a considered, I would not at all consider myself a Trekkie, but um, Star Wars was sort of more my thing. And so I have to go with Star Wars. Plus, you know, uh, JJ didn't direct me in Star Trek, even though I played Kirk's evil stepdad in voiceover. There's uh, kind of a fun story. I was doing a movie that I... Uh, no way. I, uh, yeah, I, I co-wrote a movie called Group Sex, and it's um, Larry Trilling, the director. Uh, he and I produced it together. He directed I I starred in it with Tom Arnold and Henry Winkler and a bunch of people. And it was a romantic comedy set in the world of a sexaholic recovery group. Very proud of that movie if you find it somewhere. But um, anyway, 
I was shooting that, and because it was low budget, we, you know, you can't change locations or whatever. And JJ's directing uh, the first Star Trek, and he says, "Hey, you got to be in this movie. I got this great role for you." And he waited too long to tell me that we'd already scheduled, so I couldn't do it. And it was supposed to be Olsen. And if you remember that movie, they were they dove down, and Olsen was the was oh, the, uh, he was the, the skydiving like, thing. Yeah, he was like, "Let's kick some Romulan ass." That's he was like really scene. into it, and then he ended up dying. You know, right? So would have been a really really cool role um here i'm gonna send you this uh thing right now hold on all right here we go all right check your text you're gonna love that photo um anyway so i couldn't do that so i did the voice of kirk's evil stepdad so when young kirk is driving and he's <laughs> you have to trek before you war that's <laughs> pretty good that's right? incredible oh my god that's so cool i love that picture the little, but, the little um, kid in you it must be just like over the moon man literally oh yeah it's crazy Crazy. Um, and the I, fact like, that I'm, I'm in, I'm a part of oh. something. When I, when, that when you we used to play with as a kid. You used to play with the yeah. toys and used to watch the show and, like, it, you know, and inspire you used to play it outside. Like, and now you're actually yeah. in it. And now I, now I am a toy. And, and unbelievable. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. You know, that's a dream. Let me ask you something about Snap. Now, who gave you that name? Did they give you that name? Uh, yeah. So I was uh, I flew to to London, and I get off the plane, and um, I go to meet JJ and the cast at a restaurant at a uh, at a Chinese restaurant, and this was prior to them shooting. We hadn't started shooting yet. Force Awakens, and I walk downstairs, and there's the cast, and most of them I didn't know. I didn't know who they were, um, but uh, there were a few that I was like, oh my god, and 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 there's Captain Kennedy, and everybody's there. Um, Kasdan. And I walk in, I was late, and because I just came from the airport, and Larry Kasdan looks at me and goes, hey, there's Snap Wexley. <laughs> and I was like, what did he just say? Like, immediately, it rolled off the tongue. It was an earworm. I was like, that sounds so cool. I don't know what that is, but it's really cool. And JJ said, yeah, you're going to be an X-Wing pilot. We're, we're pretty excited about it. It's going to be great. And he said, it's a tiny role. It's not much. I'm like, I don't care what it is. I think it's just great. And I grew a beard for it, which JJ fought me on. He was like, don't do a beard. But with the longer hair and the beard, it felt very Star Wars. And, you know, I loved um, all those pilots that or the characters that kind of stand out in a little character-y way. So I'd never had a full beard before in anything. And it just works. We hung out for so long. I was in London. Um, you know, shooting at Pinewood Studios, that place is so classic. They were shooting Bond at the same time we were shooting. Everything was so top secret. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I walk on the set of the Millennium Falcon. There's, you know, Carrie Fisher, who fucking greatest ever. Harrison Ford, the greatest ever. Anthony Daniels. I mean, all these gr legends. Um, and and it was there was such a buzz and excitement as there still is. I, I was. It was it was an like outer out of out of body experience. I mean, I just worked with Al Pacino. That was kind of the same level in a completely different. What did you way. work with him on? Uh, a movie called Paterno, the Joe Paterno story. On oh HBO. shit! Right. Yeah, I play Scott Paterno, so I was his son, wow. and we were fucking going toe to toe. And I how the fuck was that? Oh, dude, he he pulls me aside a week and a half into shooting. Yeah. And we spent like over a month together, a little over a month. And he pulls me aside and he's like, hey, I got to tell you something, man. Great. This is great. Just so great. Um, when this is done, you, you got to lose some weight. 
You got to lose some weight. And I'm wearing whoa. a fucking mattress, dude. I'm wearing a, a pad, a big fat suit. And he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, Al, I'm wearing a fat suit. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I'm like, yes. He gives me a hug and realizes I'm wearing a fat suit. I'm like, touch it. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And and by the way, I still need to lose weight. But it was it was one of those great things that oh my just, God, that is you know, hilarious. I, I knew, okay, it's working, you know. That is fucking hilarious. You got to lose it away. I'm worried about you. Yeah, exactly. Holy exactly. shit. That's fantastic. Okay, so. Dude, I'm, finding, I'm finding all this stuff. I, I'm, I apologize for sending you all this. No, it's fine. It, is... My question about Snap is, now, is it because he makes Snap decisions? Or does he, like, have a tendency to, like, <laughs> like get, like, fucking Snap and, like, start blowing the shit out of stuff? Like, what's his, like. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, you know, those pilots, they all have like a... Um, I want to know where he got know. it. I want to know where he got that yeah. nickname. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you where my Star Trek uh, name came from. That yes. was pretty good. I don't know what uh, what level of uh, Trekkie you are, what level of fan you are, but um, I uh, we're shooting and I'm, you know, this captain, just like Kirk is on his ship. I'm, I'm of, of Yorktown and they're trying to save me and this whole thing. Yeah. And Simon says, he's like... Hey, mate, we got to find a name for you. I mean, your character is just like I don't, I, a commander, but I don't have a name. And I said, oh, I got a name. And he goes, what? I said, I don't know if you watched the original series, but there was this guy that Kirk always fought with. And as, as a matter of fact, he was one of the only people that Captain Kirk went toe-to-toe with, like went fistcuffs with. Right. And he's like, who? I, I said, uh, Finnegan. Finnegan was this guy that they hated each other. He was older than him. They were at the academy together at the same time. Crazy. Like I had this whole backstory because of my friend Ken Lowenberg, who is a absolute nut job Trekkie bonded with his father as a lot of people did um you know watching together couldn't talk to his dad to save his life about anything special but except for star trek it was so meaningful to him and jj has since been so kind and you know and and uh, ken is just a great guy ken and i started my my epilepsy foundation together um he works at the epilepsy foundation but he's a great great guy and so ken told me he's like you gotta be finnegan so i then told simon and he said looked it up on the set and he was like Oh, this is perfect. And so I got to kind of name my or help name my character, uh, which was great. Snap, I, I have no fucking clue. I don't know. It's a great name, though. I don't know. Wait, well, I thought you're um, – I kind of looked it up. I thought that um, your Star Trek character was, like, related to Kirk somehow. No? Wasn't he like Kirk? No. No? Okay. No. Interesting. I thought – because it says somewhere on um, – Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I the, play two characters in Star Trek. That's what I – The whoa. first time I was in Star Trek, well, I was a voice, and I was Kirk's evil stepdad. So uh, that's why um, when he's gotcha. – the kid is driving the car toward the cliff, and he's about to go over the cliff, you hear on the ra- – you hear uh, yeah. me go, hey, if you if you touch that car, I swear to God – you know, this whole rant, and that is – That's you, that's motherfucker. I, oh, I love it. Yeah. That yeah. makes more sense. Now – Right. I thought you were related to Kirk, and I was, like, wondering if you tried to sneak, yeah. sneak in the cadence somehow. But you're not. You're a, you were a stepdad, so you wouldn't have this I, Kirk cadence. I was a stepdad in that, and then on screen, I played Commander Finnegan. Right. Uh, you know, my on-screen roles. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I, I get it. I get it. So, okay, so... You see, so so what happened was... No, <laughs> um, so he, Shatner was at Phoenix Fest... Yeah, did you get a chance to talk? To him? I didn't. I'm scared shitless of being I near him. <laughs> I hear he's really. I Dude, hear everybody he's... is scared of that guy. <laughs> I know. Because, 
you kind of don't know which His, Shatner you're yeah, going to get. Yeah, you don't know if he's set to stun or set to kill, man. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so so I'll take you back to Berlin. There was, I think it was Berlin or it was in, or it was in London. There's a huge Starstruck show, and I got invited, and I went because, you know, I'm in the beyond and this whole thing. It's like yeah. a world that I, you know, so I'm signing and whatever, and then they they say, hey, you want to host some of these panels? I'm like, sure. And they go, okay, so you're going to host uh, Will Wheaton and a bunch of the, those. And I'm like, great. Will <laughs> Wheaton couldn't be a nicer guy. Everybody's great. Yeah, Will was um, there too. Wasn't yeah, it? Will was there. But yeah. so then they said, oh, we also want you to host uh, Shatner's, uh, just you and Shatner. And I'm like, what? Holy shit. Holy shit is right. Like, I haven't prepared. I, I know it's coming up tomorrow, so I call Ken Lundberg, my buddy that I just told you about. Ken's giving me the lowdown on all this stuff, and but says to me, William Shatner is extremely nice and really smart. So just don't pretend you know more than you do because he'll bust you on everything. Wow. And no matter who shows up, if he's in a bad mood or traveling and he's you know got jet lag or he's sitting there and people have been sarcastic and mean to him, whatever, just get him talking about technology and space and because he can hang with the best. He's smart. So I'm like, okay. Okay. We get up, we get up there. <laughs> he I asked him, <laughs> I asked him, I go, this was really funny, actually. Packed hall, as you can imagine. It's Shatner's panel, right? And um, and I get applause and he I, I see I, I kind of clock him that he's like. He didn't know what that – so anyway, he, I said to him right away, I said, look, let me ask you. What do you watch? Everybody wants to – you, you are such a part of you know, my TV uh, uh, you know, uh, past, right. and I've enjoyed so many of your stuff. What do you watch? He's like, oh, I watch I watch, I watch uh, History Channel, and I watch all the things you'd expect, you know, this and this. And I said, but I don't watch anything that's, that's creative. I just don't. I don't have time for it, whatever. I said, okay, that's my best Shatner, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I said – Okay, um, uh, he goes, he goes, Greg, I'll show you, I'll tell you something. And he comes right up to me. It's a, such a great moment. There's like 2,000 people there. And he goes, there are TV stars here, big, big names. I have no idea who the hell they are. And I go, and I'm, I'm literally six inches from him. And I go, Bill, I'm one of them. And he, <laughs> he breaks down. The audience cracks up. And, I, and that was it, man. We were buddies from that point on. I started asking about oh. science. He went off for an hour. I barely had to speak at all. And then when I saw him at this show, I was like, he's never going to remember me. And I said to him, hey, yeah. Bill, how are you? We met. In, and he goes, yeah, you ran my panel. Of course. I'm, uh, and I said, Greg. And he's like, yeah. Beautiful. Hey, Greg, how are you? Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. You got the fucking nod from the captain, dude. And he was so kind to Jake, to my son. Uh, just this last weekend, you know, we just saw each other. He was so sweet. He was asking him about uh, where do you go to college? And Jake didn't, you know, hasn't gone. He, Jake works at Bad Robot. and and uh, But he was just chatty. He was nice. Tim Curry was there, too. Dude, did you yeah. meet Tim Curry? I didn't. He's another one where I'm just like, my God, such a huge like fucking love that guy but i felt i felt strange because he was you know he's he's had a stroke and he's in his wheelchair yeah. and I, I just felt strange approaching him and and he just looked like he was you know very occupied with what he was doing yeah he um we have the same agent from years ago yeah i don't currently have not my agent anymore but she was there marcia uh and she was she's like greg she's sitting there eating with tim and uh tim see we're best friends now. And yeah. I said, I was like, I sat down and I was like, can I just get this out of the way? You are 
incredible. And I, I you know, I, get, I told him um, how much I love him. And, and he, he was very sweet. And it was, it's really, uh, it's tough, I have to say, to see somebody like that. Yeah, it's, you're, it's amazing. You're Ugh. a hero to see them vulnerable like that. It's so fucking hard. It's like a, it's like a Christopher Reeves thing, you know, where you're just like, fuck, yeah. you were, you were just like, so, uh, like, like such an icon of life, you know, someone who was just full of life, Christopher yeah. Reeves and Tim Curry, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. so larger than life. And then to see them trapped in that, in, in their bodies like that, it's like, it's, it is, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. It is upsetting. Although I have to say Tim Curry was really sharp and, and funny and oh. great. Like he is, he, he has a hard time, uh, with, you know, uh, eating and grabbing things or whatever and his legs. So that's why he's in a chair, but and he yeah. gets exhausted really quickly. But I was so pleasantly surprised that when I started talking to him, he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, that, here's the thing. I'm exhausted. He's like having a real conversation. I was like, thank God. Because, yeah. you know, it wasn't like he was com- mentally, he was absolutely sharp and there and, and sweet and great. So, uh, and I took a chance. I took a leap. You know, it's one thing that my son's um, epilepsy has taught me and, and our whole family is, um, and I'm sure you're the same way, but like if I see somebody in a situation like that, I'll go right up and go, so why are you in the chair? What the fuck happened? You know, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to pull punches. I'm not going to, because everybody's got something. And, you know, that's why I started talkaboutit.org um, to remove the stigma attached to epilepsy, but there shouldn't be a stigma with anything. You know, um, it is tough though when somebody is, someone that you've always looked up to and laughed at and and admired and kind of aspired to be as funny, as quick, as successful um, uh, and versatile. I mean, dude, Tim Curry can make you laugh and make you cry. And um, and to see him in a chair like that. Um, yeah, I've only... And I just, I heard... Ugh, Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say there's an actor on Psych that I worked with, uh, Timothy Olmanson. Who's just brilliant, and I heard he had a stroke too, and I'm I have to reach out to him because uh, another guy that's just brilliant, brilliant actor that got hit with uh, medical. <laughs> it's tricky, and, and you're so right about how to approach these guys. Uh, a a your heroes. Like I, whenever I was able, I had the had the balls to approach my my heroes, and like I, I always was like suddenly best friends with them when I just said flat out like, "Listen, you fucking inspire me. You're so awesome. You're, you know, they yeah. they need they love to hear that. It's they they, they want to know that they're leaving a a legacy, and of course that they're that they inspired you know younger actors just how they were inspired, and then if they're also on the same tip, like I like not avoiding someone's illness or just like just but actually you know talking to them like they're a human being and and uh it's it's very important and just like yeah yeah um but uh Absolutely. so my question is i mean and every and we're all gonna so I, you know what i'm gonna we're, we're all gonna see each other during these cons you going to a bunch of cons this this year um i, I go to london uh okay to, to work on uh on episode nine, it looks like at the end of July. So I, I don't know, maybe in Europe, I'm, I'm hoping that on the weekends I can pop and do a couple of these. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How do you, let's talk about the cons for a second. Like, okay. how do you like it? Do you not like it? Uh, are you getting the hang of it? Cause it feels to me, Shatner actually said, he's like, it's one long take. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, that's a great way of putting it. Once you sit down at that table and the first person comes up and is like, 
hi, Dan. Oh, my God. I've been watching you for so long. I, just, I love you. You're so great. You're like, oh, thanks so much. Um, <laughs> can, I, can you sign this? My name is Natalie. It's spelled N-Y-A-L-Y-A-L-Y-T-A-L-I-Y. <laughs> okay. And you get it right. And then... And then the next, and then they go on is my uncle turned me on to the show. It's funny. Right. My uncle, he was a, a dentist first and he loved it. Cause I mean, do you have a safe know, word? Mine is my safe word oh. is snossages. I always say that's wonderful snossages. And then like what my handler always just kind of says, okay, move oh, along. Is that right? That's your panic room word. Snossages. I love that. Because oh like, because you can kind of say it under your breath, and it's like the kind of word where you're just like, okay, that was audibly. I definitely heard him say sausages, and <laughs> it's not. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing where conversation. And it's, and it's yeah. the kind of thing that if someone crazy is in front of you and they, they just say, wait, 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 what did you say? You know, it's like, oh, that's kind of charming. You know, it's like. <laughs> But by the way, that's a great one because half the time they don't hear you. They don't listen to you. They oh don't God, want yeah. – like it's, as soon as I start being a real person to some of these people, they – I see this disappointed look on their face. Like they almost <laughs> want me yeah. to, to be like, you know, snap Wexley out. I got your back, Poe. That's all they want to hear. <laughs> Maybe you should just do that. Like you just size them up say, okay, what's your favorite? Star Trek? Okay. And it's just give them that one. What's your favorite? Okay, there you go, champ. Over and out. Punch it. You know, like, like <laughs> just deal That's with it. You know, that would be a lot of fun. I think. He's, you're so right about that. Like it's, it is, it's one long, <laughs> Captain Kirk is, is right. It's one long fucking take because yeah, and you just have to flow, and you're being asked the same thing over and over again, and 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 everyone wants to shake your hand, and sometimes those hands are hella greasy, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. and there's and not the enough. Op. Yeah, oh, photo ops, photo ops. sweatiness. But there's somebody and, taller than me, and they put their arm around me, how and is I'm that now I'm, in, I'm fucking in their pit. Oh. I'm in the pit of jello hell. I don't oh, know what's in there. Oh god. Can I get a hug? Of course. Oh. Yeah, you know, and you have to, and and it's and and it's lovely. Everyone really means well, most ninety nine percent of the time, and they're very lovely. Yeah. And but it's it's it is it's nonstop, and 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 I'm sure that um, like I was uh, some of these lines, like you say, like the like the people who do voiceovers, the the big like Disney princesses, they have fucking lines that wrap around. Oh my god, the corner, and like I, I can't believe yeah. like. And and dude, I'm these people there. wait I'm for scared. hours. They wait for fucking hours, man. Sleeping. Hours. And and I can't, dude. I'm in. If I was going to the show, I'm in Star Wars, Star Trek, Heroes, <laughs> Lost. You're in Alias, everything. You're in everything. Everything, dude. I, I'm in everything, and I've got pictures <laughs> on the table, and I've got holy shit. Five people, six people, ten people in my line at any given time, and it's just a, a kind of a slow trickle all day long. And then there are times there's nobody standing there, whatever. And I can't. I'm not going to take that personally. It's like, okay, this is what. And, and you know, Shatner's there, and Tim Curry's there, but this prince, Disney princess, was right next to me, and. Yeah. Nonstop. People. She wasn't at her table, and she had fifty people in line waiting the whole time. So when my line, uh, like there was five minutes, and there's nobody at my line. Oh, and then then people walk up. I can't believe people are gonna listen to this. They're gonna hate us. But so when people no, walk up, they're it's, like, it's I, don't, the I don't have any any money at all. I just wanted to, I just wanted to uh, talk to you about for ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh my yeah. god. What? Yeah, it's just I don't know. You probably had a nonstop line. I was... No, no, I, I, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I had a, I had 
It depends on the con, really. Like, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. But um, I've never had it where it was just like five fucking stacks in, like insane. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's never been like that. And I've had some lulls, and there are people who like take the. Oh my god! Did you have the guy that was uh, just quizzy Magooch? He was just like, so. Um, what's your favorite cartoon growing up? What's your favorite cartoon yeah. character? What's yes. your favorite cartoon uh, that you uh, uh, jerked off to? It was like every fucking guy. Oh he didn't even listen to our answers, and he just kind no, of going. Was he? Was he? Uh, did he have pink hair? And he <sighs> was wearing a sweatshirt. I mean, there was this one guy kept I'm coming back sure to my table. Steve Buscemi's going to play him in the. Uh, di- in the yeah. movie. I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I think you've covered all bases here. You know everything about me. And I think the next day he came up to me and he's like, uh, chocolate chip croissants, is that still your favorite? Oh I'm my like, dude, God. we over oh this yesterday. Yikes, dude. Um, so here's the thing is that we could probably... Well, we're going to. I'm going to come do your podcast. We'll do my podcast again. I'll come on your show. We'll do a whole thing, man. I, I'm very excited about this. Um, on your show, creating the show, well, this other podcast things. show. And like, uh, yeah, I feel like I know you forever, man. I want to, yeah. I have to wrap up, but because, um, just because I got someone else has to come into the room, but I, I would keep on going. But um, I want to leave. By the way. What? Can I offer something? Yeah. Um, and I really mean this. Uh, when, whenever you're next in L.A., I have one of the things that I've done that I've, I, I'm really proud of is uh, everyone is like, oh, I got a production company, whatever. I, I bought a building in North Hollywood, and it is uh, completely set up. It's like we got – I got cameras. I got crew. It's a wow. recording studio, full recording studio. That's where I do my podcast. That is your – whenever you are in L.A. and you wow. need to podcast, you need to shoot something, you need to do an interview, whatever it is, consider it yours, dude. I, I feel this way about you. I really do. I I, I just I, – I, when you see it, you'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just – it is. It is. It's just really. And there's always creative people. The guy next to you, Michael Chiklis, at the show. Of course. Um, yeah, Chicky actually rents. Uh, he his he he records there because it's a full band recording. Right, I've had a band right. for years. Uh, all band from TV. But um, but I can't wait to show it to you. I just know that you're gonna be like, are you? Can I? Can I? And you can do anything you want there. Take meetings. Have fun. It's got a bar. It's 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 a really great space. It's totally hidden. No one knows it's there, and it's 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 available to you at, wow, at, whenever you need. That's really lovely. Um, thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Awesome. This is the beginning of something awesome. And and Chicklets, by the way, has been. He went to BU. I went to BU. I, I'm 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 gonna have him on the the uh, podcast next. I have a lot of. Oh, he's great. Like he was like this. Uh, you know, when I went to Boston University and there were a few people that were my type that did well coming out of there. And one of them was Jason Alexander and the other and the other one was uh, it was Chickless. And, and so um, yeah, I've been I've been following that guy for a long time. So it was crazy to like finally meet him and then be next to him. <laughs> a fucking con. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, he is. By the way, he's a good dude. I really I know him he was well. so lovely. Uh, Really nice. Yeah, yeah. He's really a good guy. So I'm um, happy. I'm happy you got to know him. And you know, again, he's he's there all the time. He plays with my band sometimes so cool, when we do charity man. gigs. Is uh is there anything that um that you want to plug uh before we wrap this up? That you're any, um, any other projects you're working on? A couple on? things. Yeah, I mean I'd love I'd love people to check out my my um graphic novel series called Dream Jumper. I'm really proud of that. That was um, really cool, man. Uh, 
yeah, it's it, it came out, out of a dream my son had when he was 12. Well, I have three boys, but my son Ben, um, he had a dream. He woke up. He was like a nightmare. He told me it. He's like, it was me, but I was able to jump in and out of my friend's dreams and save them from their worst nightmares. And I was like, well, that's a cool idea. So I partnered with Lucas Turnblum and boom, uh, Dream Jumper book one and book two are out. If you like graphic novels and cool stories like that, <laughs> please check that out. Most importantly, go to talkaboutit.org, which is my uh, website to, to, for epilepsy. And, uh, and then also my um, – you know, my uh, podcast, which you're going to be on, hopefully, is called uh, An Actor, a Comedian, and a Musician yeah. Walk Into a Bar. And we do it from different bars around. It's me and Kirk Fox and uh, Nick uh, Marzok. Um, and it's a lot of fun, dude. It's, it's, uh, I'm about to do Tom Bergeron, uh, <laughs> who's an old friend, yeah. and a great, you know, uh, Dance with the Stars guy. But anyway, um, it's really <laughs> fun. And like you, it's just conversations with friends and, we do it from bars. So we match up the, the celebrity to the bar the way Jerry Seinfeld matches a car yeah, to a yeah. comedian. I love so that. So it's fun. I yeah. love that. Um, uh, my pleasure. I would love to do it. And uh, curious, did your did your son, did his friends uh, have dreams where the son showed up in? Your son showed up in there? or, or was? Oh, it... that's funny. Yeah, because well, maybe he's just like astral projecting, you know, or something. Yeah, no, totally. I look, did look at his friends and say, there's, in, in the beginning of the book, he gets on, the, the whole thing happens at the beginning, but then he gets on the bus and he's walking towards the back of the bus to where there's an open seat and he passes people. And when he, the, the kids that he passes, you can just imagine the dreams and they do come up later because uh, when, when he gets to school, the, the kids don't remember that he actually saved them from these nightmares that they had the night before. Oh, Only okay. he remembers it. And but so I'm talking about... It, I'm talking about in real life, like like did anything oh, kooky oh. like that happen with your your son and his friends? Because that's like a thing, you know, is uh, astral projection. You know, I don't know. It's like oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, no, never talk to him about that. No, but that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know because kids are actually a lot um, less uh, inhibited, and um, so they they may be able to do shit like that. <laughs> you know, yeah. while they're dreaming yeah. and not even know it. Um, That's... Anyway, so uh, bow, 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 bow. you want to know what your, <laughs> you want to know what your Star Wars name is? Because you got your Star yes. Trek name. You want your Star Wars name? Uh, please. Okay, so it's basically just backwards. My name is Daniel Fogler. So is Lenad Relgoff. Okay, so you, <laughs> oh, you, I like that. You have probably the best. Star Wars name that I've ever come across, sir. And your your name is Gerg Grebnerg. Gerg Grebnerg. <laughs> it's wonderful. That, that's pretty great. Gerg Grebnerg. It's like fa- oh, it's I like, like it. It's kind of like perfect, man. Yeah, and it could go either way. That could be someone that you want. You know, that could be a villain. Yeah, that like a bounty hunter. Be. Definitely a bounty yeah. hunter. Oh, that's great! Yeah, and if and if something evil happens, oh, that guy just got Grebner. <laughs> I love it! I love it! Holy shit, dude! You, my friend, just got Grebner. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. <laughs> oh man, you you Grebner the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> um, that was I, that's why I saved that for last because I knew that was gonna just be amazing. That's like the greatest Star Wars name I've ever. Ever That's heard. pretty great. Um, I love it. Thanks for coming on, brother. Oh man, thank you. I, I feel like we got to know each other, and, uh, and yeah. you know, 
killed another bird too with uh, getting an episode out of the way. I will definitely let you know. Uh, when are you going to be? You going to be out in LA soon? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, definitely, for sure, in July. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You going well, to San Diego Comic Con or no? Uh, I don't think so. I might go already. for my book because you know book two's out, but yeah. uh, I doubt. Okay. I doubt it. I might skip it this year. Um, I got a lot of do we, my kids are big, big baseball guys. So I got a traveling baseball player and oh. another one going to college and playing baseball. And so it's been like, you know, daddy, the daddy duties come first and yeah. uh, it's it's going to be a crazy baseball summer. But we'll see. We'll see. But um, but I hope to see you soon, man. I really yeah. do. Godspeed, man. I'm going to I'll fucking see you out uh, in L.A. for sure. I'm going to look you up I'm, and I'll and uh, that space sounds amazing. I'm looking for a place to record. Done. Dude, it's done. You're going to love it. I, I just sent you a couple pictures of it, too. So, uh, so you'll see. Cool. It's got a bar. We do the podcast usually at the bar. Now we've been going out and doing it in different places. But it's so easy. It's all set up. You just have to flick a switch, and you're you're on your way. So whatever you need. You're the man. You're the fucking you. man. Grunny. Thanks, man. Grunny. That's me. Grebnerg. <laughs> you're in my phone. It's settled. Perfect. All right, man. Perfect. I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks. Okay. Thank you. Chewy? Chewy, are you there? Yes. Chewy! I'm here. Chewy, this voice is a hundred times better than uh, Schmedlap Blood Flarp. <laughs> um, this is good. Let's go, man. You're probably tired. You've been holding up the, uh, the, you've been holding that trash compactor open for about an hour now. Yes. Sorry, buddy. Okay, let's go. So, okay, bye. It's 2018. Time to upgrade your movie watching experience. Check out 4DX today and get into the action. Stretch your senses beyond the screen. 4DX is an immersive full sensory theater experience equipped with wind, fog, rain, scents, and a ton of effects to bring you into the story. <laughs> Feel the force vibrate with every lightsaber duel. Feel the wind rip through a train heist! Yahoo! And every twist and turn on the high speed chase! Yeah! 40X has theaters in Los Angeles, New York, Seattle, Washington, D.C., and many more slated to open in a 40X theater near you soon! 40X USA on Facebook! <laughs> <laughs>